and welcome back to another episode of Hot Mess Podcast. Today, we are on another date with me. <laughs> me, we're dating myself um, because for the first time in my life, I've been stood up and you know what? I'm so glad it happened for a podcast date. I'm so glad. Um, also really awkward because I hyped it up so much last week. I'm going to find a way, like this man is just hard to hold down. Um, but I just know it'll be a really good episode. So hopefully he doesn't stand me up again. Um, so instead we actually will be dating me. I'm going to be asking myself questions (laughs) that I had prepared because why waste them? Um, and I have had a succulent Chinese meal. I've had a glass of Savvy B. I'm now drinking cordial <laughs> just to remind myself that I am a child. Um, and we're dating ourselves. But you know what? It's honestly for the best that I did get stood up because you can probably hear it in my voice. I am run down right now. I literally have a Miss Rona test. Um, (laughs) sitting, like, curating, baking away, marinating on my bench over there. It's got 10 minutes left. We're going to find out the results together. Let's pray I do not have Miss Rona again. Um, but I knew I was going to be sick eventually because I've just been, like, life's just been so hectic. And literally mid last week during fashion week, I was like, I know my health and my body is going to pay for this next week. And sure enough, it did. So that is a healthy reminder to listen to your body. Won't lie though, getting stood up, low-key a bruise to the ego. Actually, no, not low-key, high-key. I have never been stood up before. This one time I was on a, a date off the podcast. This was a couple of years ago. The guy and I are friends now. I thought he was, I genuinely thought he was going to stand me up because I was waiting not in the restaurant. I was waiting for a table. Like this was a restaurant that is so busy in the middle of Carlton and you have to like wait in a line outside to get in. And so I got to the front of the line and I was like, hi, table for two. I'm just waiting for the person who I'm going in with. Um, and they were like, oh, sorry. But like, because we're so busy, we're just trying to get full groups through right now. So I was waiting outside this restaurant for this guy for almost an hour and I was like this is embarrassing by the time he showed up I was surprised he even did I was surprised I even stayed for an entire hour kind of lame of me but by the time he showed up the waiters started giving him shit and I'm like you know what yeah but it's fine he and I are friends now and he was very very apologetic but that is the first and last time I'm ever waiting an hour for somebody who's late for a date fuck that But yeah, or getting stood up in general. Does this guy deserve a second chance? Message us on Instagram and tell us. Let me know. But this is going to be really fun dating myself. Okay, are you guys ready for this? I don't think you are. Okay. Oh my God, why did I give him... I'm looking at the questions now. 
I've asked some deep shit on here. Okay, the first one. What scares you the most about love? Um, oh my God, why did I do this for the first question? Also stupid. I'm going to say falling deeply in love with somebody who doesn't show me the love I deserve in return. Like the, like, I think I get scared about loving the wrong person for, or loving somebody for the wrong reasons. Like you have a facade or you have a picture in your head of somebody and that remains the same for you. However, they don't show you the love or care that you deserve. And so you're loving a version of them that doesn't really exist for you. And it isn't really what you deserve. That's what scares me about love, loving the wrong person and not getting what I deserve out of a relationship either. Yeah. Oh no. How have we changed each other's lives without even realizing um, how have I changed my own life without realizing? I think I am ever evolving. I have changed my life. I think I, I'm constantly changing my life. I think when I first moved towns and moved schools, I really changed my life and my personality, personality had a bit of an upgrade. And then when I moved to Melbourne, same thing, just a lot of growth. I think in this last year, I've experienced the most change in myself. I mean, I'd say that or maybe like just before 2020, I'd say like 2019, I experienced a lot of personal development. But now that I think I'm in my mid 20s, I'm experiencing a lot of growth into like, oh, this is womanhood and experiencing that and really owning and understanding myself and also like just knowing what I want out of life and setting goals and trying to kick those goals and just living life to the fullest. I think I'm a big dreamer and I think adult me puts into actions how to make those dreams happen more than younger me did. I think younger me was just very naive and is like, it will just happen to the right person. No, honey, work hard for it and you'll get there. Wow, that this got way deeper than I thought it was going to be. How else is, have I changed my life since I've known myself? Um, physically, I've evolved a lot over the years. I'm still short as heck, but like, you know, I've had different issues in relation to my body and my health. And I think growing with an understanding of what I need and how to like treat myself with respect has changed over the years which I'm really grateful for. And of course, there's always more learning to do and more growth to do. So I'm never going to stop doing that. What do I think my type is? Oh, sorry. What do you think my type is? Well, Tilly, I think my type, or well, actually my bestie Lexi explained it best to me the other night. She and I were out in St. Kilda and had a drink at the SB, um, And she said to me, your type is so obvious. And I was like, tell me more. Um, And she said, obviously European men. I can't help it. I'm sorry. I can't help it. It's like my brain has a radar. I see a man who's European. I might not even know he's European, but I will start flirting with him. And as soon as he opens his mouth, I'm like, ah, checks out, checks out. It doesn't matter whereabouts in Europe, but he will be from Europe in some way, shape or form. It's a very strange, strange talent I have. Or she said a hybrid of Paul Mescal and Daniel Ricardo. 
and I have never heard a truer statement in my life. Or Lewis Hamilton. I'm really obsessed with F1 at the moment, and I'm just like, you know what? Yeah. Lewis Hamilton, Paul Mescal, and Daniel Ricciardo are like my dream men. And she said like a hybrid of them is like my ideal man. I think it's like soft-spoken, intelligent, caring, but really funny. Super smiley, into music, fashionable. Yeah. I just got the results for my Rona test. She's negative. Woo! I just need sleep. And some Panadol and feed a cold starver fever and we're good. Okay. Oh my God. I can't believe this question's even on here. Tilly, what are you? Okay. Rank in order your favorite to least favorite. Oh no. Least favorite to favorite. Taylor Swift 1989 Vault Tracks. Oh my God, Tilly. I can't believe you asked me this. Oh my God. You can't put that pressure on me. So 1989 came out. On Friday, I'm recording this on Wednesday. Let me get them up. Okay, this is a really hot take. I'm going to say my least favorite is Slut. I know everyone really gets into it and everyone's like, it's so romantic. Yes and no. I really like the uh, remix that is trending on TikTok right now where it's Slut and False God. False God is probably one of my favorite Taylor Swift songs of all time. So love that. But yeah, Slut, I just can't quite get into it. After Slut, I'm going to say, oh, say don't go because I like it, but I just don't want to beg somebody to like, or like beg somebody to stay with me or have somebody beg for me to stay with them. Like I understand it. I, it's beautiful. But I just can't relate to it because to me, that's a bit of a nightmare. Um, after that, I'm going to say Suburban Legends. So if I banger, um, yeah, like I think it'd be like really cute to be like it was Suburban Legends. Anyway, let's move on. It's okay. Definitely not my favorite though. Um, after that, this is tough. This is really tough. So it's between Is It Over Now and Now That We Don't Talk. Hot take, and this might surprise people, I'm going to put second place is now that we don't talk, which I know a lot of my close friends are going to be like, are you sure? As of this very moment right now where I'm at, I've already listened to it too many times. It was my most listened to song for October and it came out on the 27th of October. That's a bit intense. So I've just listened to it too many times now. Certified banger though. I went for a run on the weekend and I just had that on a loop, which is kind of stupid because it is only like a three minute song. It's a really short song and, but has a good running beat and it's kind of angry and it's just good. And I know I would eat up that TikTok trend where it's like, I don't have to pretend I like acid rock, where it's like listing all the things that you don't have to pretend you like, or you don't have to fake in a relationship anymore once you're out of it. I did make some drafts and I sent them to my friends because I knew I would eat it up and they were pissing themselves, but that those they can't see the light of day. I would get kicked off the internet. I would. So I'm not going to risk it. So that makes number one, is it over now? Oh, I can't even discuss it properly. We know it's about Harry Styles. We know it is about our heavenly father. Um, it's just... 
it's just so good. I feel like a lot of the tracks are also very Midnight's adjacent. They sound like they should be on Midnight's. I feel like Now That We Don't Talk and Is It Over Now sound like they should be on the Midnight's album, but it makes sense that they are on 1989. You can tell that these are written about Harry because if you're a fan, you just, you just know. I can't, like, you just know, okay? If you're not a huge fan, so you don't understand what I'm saying, just trust me. These songs are about Harry Styles. They are. Um, my favorite line. Okay. So everyone's like, oh, this is so intense when you listen to it and realize, like, there's this one lyric in the chorus where it's like, if she's got blue eyes, I will surmise that you'll probably date her. And I'm like, oh, oh, that hurts. Because everyone is talking about how, oh, it's like when you start dating somebody and then you break up. And then you realize every girl they date after you is like a clone of you, you know? And I'm then I thought about it in the reverse sense. And I was like, you know what's even worse than that? Because I've experienced this. A lot of my friends have experienced this is when you date somebody and you either like see, like they show you photos of like their previous relationships or you see photos of like their next girlfriend and they're the complete opposite of you. That shit fucking stings. I just swore so much in that one sentence. I'm so sorry. Because then you start thinking, oh my God, did you ever even like me? Did you ever even find me attractive? Because I'm clearly not your type. So that song is a certified banger. So good. Ooh, oh my God, I love this question. Um, What instantly makes somebody hot? I think it's confidence. I think if somebody is super confident, when, like, but not in a cocky way, like just in a super like assured way and they just, they know who they are and they own it and they're not afraid to be a bit silly and have a bit of a laugh at themselves. I think that is so hot, so hot. My friend Libby and I talk about this, like anytime we see a man who's like attractive on the internet and he's just being an absolute dickhead or like not a, not a dickhead, but he's just making fun of himself. But like instantly hot, instantly hot, gorgeous. So yeah, somebody who is able to have a laugh at themselves, somebody who's super passionate about something. I don't care what it is. You could have the most niche passion But if you're super into it, I'm like, yeah, that's hot because it shows that you really care about something. Um, And you know what? Ambition. I've said this so many times. People who are ambitious, I think it's so hot. Somebody who really wants something and is like not going to be like a jerk and trying to get it, but is like going to work really hard for something. I think that's so like a hard worker, somebody with a good work ethic. That's so dumb, but it's so hot. So hot. Oh, this is a tough one. Who is the most fascinating person you've met? Ooh, fascinating. Um, oh, that is that's tough. You know, my mind almost instantly went to any girl who I have a conversation with in the toilets of a bar or a nightclub. They're just so fascinating. And I've sat in bathrooms with girls who I don't know for hours, just chatting away. I don't even have to have that much tequila in me to do it. They're just a good time. I wouldn't say this is fascinating. This is just more of a flex. I did meet Larry David from Curb Your Enthusiasm 
when I was in Mykonos last year and he, we didn't chat. That's for one thing. So I can't say he was fascinating, but I did say, oh my effing God, that's Larry David. And he heard me because I said it a little bit too loudly and he glared at me. And for me, that was definitely a highlight in terms of meeting somebody. You know what? This is very random. I have a few friends and it's a bit crazy that I have more than one friend who's experienced this, but I know a few people who did grow up in cults and I'm not saying that loosely, like they are known cults. You can Google them and there will be a history about the cult. And not only that, like my two friends who I know who I'm probably closest with, one of them I lived with um, and one is a really close girlfriend of mine who grew up in these cults. Like not only were they different cults, like different religions, if they count as religions, I guess. One was in a different country. And yet I know both of them very, very well. And they both grew up in cults. And I find that fascinating. Some of the stories they've told me, super fascinating. Um, thank God they're out of there for one thing. Uh, touchy subject, so I won't get too into it, but that is fascinating. I feel like there are so many better answers that I could be giving, but it's so hard to think of one off the top of my head. I should have really planned this. But, you know, I want to say, like, there are a lot of amazing teachers who've inspired me over the years. My mum and dad have some incredible stories. Like, I feel like I'm always learning something new from my parents. I saw this really sad quote the other day and I was like, oh, knife to the chest. Or it was like, don't be mean to your parents because this is their first life too. They're still learning. And I'm like, far out. We do not humanize our parents enough. And sometimes they'll just tell me a story about their childhood that I'm like, I've known you guys literally my whole life, obviously, but, and like, I've still got so much more to learn from you. I just bought my mum last year, I think it was a diary and it says on it, mum, I want to know everything about you. And each day is a prompt of a different story I want her to tell me. And I can't wait for her to complete it so I can just read it because there's genuinely, I'm like, it's crazy how much they lived and experienced before having kids. And I'm not saying that kids were a detriment to them, like continuing to live like crazy lives and having wild stories and stuff. But my parents grew up in the seventies. I know they've got way more going on than what they're telling me. So I just know that their lives have been super fascinating over the years. But no, I feel very lucky in that I know a lot of people who inspire me and who I think are very fascinating. A lot of business owners, a lot of, I know a lot of people who do, um, different like inspirational speeches, like public speaking and TED talks, that kind of vibe, um, who visit different locations to tell their stories. And I'm really lucky that I've met a lot of them over the years and have kept in contact with them. Um, a lot of, there's just so many, I, but I, you know what, some of the, (laughs) this is random. Some of the influences I've met over the past few years have been very interesting. And I don't mean that in a nasty way, just in a like insider look at what like the perfect life that we see on the internet is in real life is very fascinating to me. I'd even say like a lot of the people who I've had come on podcast episodes, I've found our conversation so fascinating. I feel like I've stepped away from them, learning so much more about them, even if they're people who I'm really close with. Like one of my favorite episodes is probably the one I did with my friend Kira last season about how she 
used to write to prison inmates and she actually dated a prison inmate. That was, that's still to this day one of my favorite episodes. I find it super fascinating to listen to. And just that entire story and how she got into it and how she got out of it and just the in-depth conversations she would have with these people who were in prison. I just found that interesting. Uh, My bestie Gemma, her episode, again, one of my favorites. She and I talk literally every single day, but she is one of the most fascinating people I know. And she's constantly teaching me something. And I love it a bit. And a lot of the guys who I've had on, I've learned so much about them. Some of them I didn't really know that well. Some of them I knew really well. So I don't know. Maybe it's just more of a thing about everyone is fascinating to a degree or in some way. And you just need to dig a little deeper to get to that point. Oh my God. My sister just messaged me saying, never for the love of God, ever listen to your old voice memories. I'm like, Lucy, I'm literally recording a podcast episode right now. Anyway. Ooh, what is my favorite alcoholic or non-alcoholic beverageino? I've got to say my favorite alcoholic drink is probably my go-to is a spicy margarita. I like to think I body that as well. Um, that's a joke. Um, but yeah, spicy mug all the way. I'm a tequila girly. Um, and unfortunately that does show, but you know what? Not such a bad thing. Tequila is the only spirit that's an upper, not a downer. So I like to think of it as a good thing. Um, after a spicy mug, I'd say maybe either a cosmopolitan or a porn star martini. Yeah. Um, you know what? Hot take. I love coffee, but I'm not a huge espresso martini gal. Oh, I do love a lychee martini though. Yeah. As for non-alcoholic drinks, I love a lemon lime and bitters or a lemon squash on a really, really hot summer's day at the pub, but mostly lemon lime and bitters or a Coke no sugar, of course, but that's more of an everyday. I'm thinking going to the pub, having a lemon lime and bitters, and you can tell when it's a good one. Like I could do a definitive ranking. I should make an Instagram page of this. Nobody steal my idea of like traveling around to different pubs and ranking their lemon. Whoa, that was not a sentence. And ranking their lemon lime and bitters. I should do that. Tilly, what is your love language? Ooh, when I had Hinge. I don't have any dating apps currently, but when I did have Hinge, I listed all of them, but it was like words of money, acts of money, receiving money, quality money, and physical money, which I thought was hilarious. A lot of men did not find that funny, um, but that's okay. Not everyone can be funny and that's okay too. You know, it's all right. We choose our battles. That's fine. Um, But in real life, I would have to say quality time. I like spending a lot of time with somebody. I kind of touched on this with Marina. It doesn't have to be spending a lot of time with somebody, but really cherishing the time we do spend and like making it really lovely and worthwhile and special and cherishing that. Um, After that, like acts of service is really cute. Like I appreciate like when somebody does an act of service for me just to like without even thinking about it you know like my friend Gemma sent me a really cute video today she's been sick as well and her boyfriend when he goes to get up for work in the morning while she's been at home has like laid out all her medication for the day and a big glass of water and then sends her a message as he's like as he's leaving being like good morning gorgeous 
Um, remember to take the medication. I've put it all on the side of your bed. Like, I just think that's really cute. And it's just thoughtful. Oh, when she sent me that, I was like, oh, stop it. You know, just little things like that. It doesn't have to be a grand gesture of, here, I've made your life so much easier for you. Just like little things, like caring, sweet little things. Um, I'd say I'm also a big gift giver and my bank account doesn't like me for it, but I just enjoy giving gifts. If I see something somebody would like, I just, I'm like, I have to get that for them. I literally saw something that I want to give my boss for Christmas the other day and I showed all of my colleagues and they're like, yeah, perfect. And now I have to make sure they all keep the secret. But, you know, like, I'm just like, I need to give this to somebody, you know? I don't know. Ooh, what are some books that you've really been into recently? That is a tough one because I feel like I've started maybe five books in the last month and I just haven't stuck with any of them. And then I'll just pick them up every now and again and just like continue reading where I left off. So I haven't really deep dived into any books recently. But I find it really funny when I went through my breakup at the start of the year, I I saw a girl post a TikTok about this and I'm like, oh my God, this is actually a somewhat universal experience. Thank God. Because I thought I was going crazy because I haven't really loved reading since high school. And I used to love reading. I used to read, I, I used to stay up reading till like 4am sometimes if I really loved a book. And that was during high school. And then after I think year 12, because I did English and literature, I just stopped liking it. So it was just too much. And I became too critical and analytical of what it was I was consuming, which just kind of took the fun out of it. But then during my breakup, I read 10 books in a month, which for some people isn't that much. But for people like me who hadn't really stuck to reading in a long time, it was intense and I think it was just to distract myself and it worked really well. But what's worse is that a majority of it was Harry Potter fanfic. I remember mentioning this on the podcast a few times and now I look back, I'm like, wow, that was a time. That was really a time. Not that there's anything wrong with it. Some of them are super well written. I cried through a lot of them. Again, was going through a breakup though. So that is up for debate about whether it was because of the book. But they were some of them were really great. I had my favorites. Um Manacled, the girlies who get it, get it. That was intense. Um <laughs> Am I just gonna list the Harry Potter books? The Harry Potter fanfic? Maybe. Um what's the one where it's like close proximity, Draco and Hermione? Um, and they're at Hogwarts. Obviously, there's a few of those ones. I like the close proximity ones. They're fun, like forced proximity. They're fun. Um, but yeah, I've been reading a few recently. I'll review them once I'm done, but nothing yet. What am I kind of obsessed with these days? Formula One, Drive to Survive. I started it last week week before I think and I'm about to finish the most recent season there's five seasons and I am not mad about it I am quite into it I like it a lot it's great I like the business side to it as well I think it's very interesting and it's very strategic you know like everyone's like you just like it because the drivers are hot that's helpful you know that that adds to it but 
I like the strategy. I like the business side of things. The business, I think, is super interesting. It's also, like, billions and billions of dollars go into this sport. Like, I mean, most sports, there is a lot of money in them. But this is a ridiculous amount of money in this sport. And I think the way it all checks out is super interesting. And they have to cap a certain amount about how much the company pays for things. Like, there's all these rules and laws within the sport. It's interesting. I recommend. Where have you traveled? I have not traveled enough. I've been, I'm, I'm very fortunate. I have done a decent amount of travel, but I just, I would love to do more. I could spend my entire life traveling. I really wish I could. Um, my dad's from New Zealand. So I went to New Zealand a couple of times as a kid, really want to go back. I've done a lot of road trips throughout Australia, like a lot, a lot. That's a majority of my childhood holidays were massive road trips, like huge, huge road trips with a caravan, you know, that kind of vibe. Um, Thailand, oh my God, I can't talk guys. Thailand, Indonesia, um, Italy, Greece, Croatia, and United Arab Emirates. I should have followed this up after what books are you reading question. Clearly the guy who was meant to be here tonight is a big reader and that's why I have all these questions about books. Who is my favorite author? I really love John Green. No, not John Green. I used to love John Green when I was a teenager. John Grisham. John Grisham's crime novels I really love. I really love a crime novel. They're some, I think it's my favorite um, type of book. My favorite category. Um, but I also love Dan Brown. I know a lot of people shit on people who love reading Dan, Dan Brown books, but they're just good. I'm sorry. I quite like them. Um, young me, because I have already discussed Harry Potter, young me would say JK Rowling. However, we now know she is a turf, so she's definitely not my favorite author anymore. It's really hard. One of those things where it's like, how do I separate the art from the artist? And we see it time and time again, unfortunately. Um, I see like, you know, people like Kanye West, like how, how do you separate the art from the artist? For me, it's the same with JK Rowling. Um, because those kid, those books were my childhood. Young me would say JK Rowling was my favorite author, but definitely not anymore. Young me would also absolutely 110% say John Marsden was her favorite author. Um, because he wrote the Tomorrow series, the Tomorrow When the War Began and the Alley Chronicles. They are the books that I would read until 4am and I would get in trouble for it. My mom would come into my room and be like, what the hell are you doing? And I'd be like, she'd, she'd always think I was on my phone. I'm like, no, you'd be really happy. I'm actually just reading. But I used to get in trouble for that. I love the Tomorrow series. I can literally list them. I think there were seven of them. Tomorrow When the War Began, The Dead of the Night, Third Day the Frost, Darkness Be My Friend, Burning for Revenge, The Night is for Hunting, and The Other Side of Dawn. Somebody Google this, and if I got that correct, oh my god, give me a medal. Those books are so good. Ooh, if there was an Olympics for everyday activities, what activity would you have a good chance at winning a medal at? Um, talking, clearly. Um, maybe... Oh, um accidentally injuring myself and I don't mean that in a cute ah, she's so clumsy way I mean like I walk into doors a lot throughout the day like where I work 
it's not even an OHS issue. It's a me issue. I will see the door and I will walk into it. Um, I don't know. Spatial awareness has never been my friend. Um, yeah, maybe talking or just busting out into a dance move. Like I'll be mid sentence and I'll just like, and again, it's not quirky and cute. It's quite annoying actually. And I get annoyed with myself after doing it or, Ooh, saying slay unironically. I wish that did not enter my vocabulary and it has stuck around and I regret it. Oh, I like this. I like it if I'm asking somebody else this. Um, not so much myself. Among your friends, what are you best known for? Probably for having just like really rogue stories. Um, I do have a bit of a reputation in my office for just somebody will say something and I'll be like, it's like that one time at band camp. And I don't even realize that it's like technically even like a weird or niche story until I'm like, oh my God, this one time, like you just reminded me. And I've got a bit of a reputation for that now. Again, not sure if that's a good thing, but I I don't know, for having just random stories constantly. I don't know. Maybe that, yeah for having the shittiest romantic life or like, I guess in some ways the most interesting because I date on a podcast. I don't know. This is so random. What's your favorite piece of furniture that you've ever owned? Why did I come up with these questions? But I do have an answer. Um, probably the orange couch that I do all my interviews on. Um, not just because of that reason, but My mum's best friend, who sadly passed away a few years ago, Barb, she gifted me this couch when I was moving to Melbourne, and it was her parents' couch from, like, the 70s. It's super vintage, but it is in such great condition, and the couch's name is Barb, and we have good banter on this couch, like how Barb and I used to have great banter, so just good mems. Thank you, Barb, for this couch. It is my favorite. I love taking a nap on this couch and I love chatting shit on this couch. And I think that would make Barb very happy. Where's the strangest place you've ever been? Oh, okay. I've got a few answers from the few countries I've traveled to. I found Cyprus very interesting because of the culture and the scenery and stuff. But then Northern Cyprus is occupied by the Turkish military and I did travel into that while I was there and we had to go through a United Nations buffer zone so that was very interesting not so much strange just very interesting and seeing parts of Cyprus that were quite obviously still very affected by the war and by conflict as somebody who hasn't experienced that and I pray to god I never have to experience that um It was quite an eye-opening experience, I'd say. In terms of strange, though, also in Cyprus, in southern Cyprus, there is a place called Ayanapa, which is a huge party place. A lot of British people go there for their, like, version of spring break, I guess. And it is just the most wild place I've ever seen. And they have an entire strip of just different nightclubs, but they're all themed very specifically. Like there was one nightclub that was the 
like the shape of it from the outside was the Titanic sinking and it was called the Titanic. And then the bar right next to it was the shape of an iceberg bit on the nose, um, quite on the nose. And then there was one that was literally a pirate ship in the middle of the street. That was a lot of fun. Um, and the Flintstones one, that was super fun as well. The bedrock bar, that was really cute. Yeah. Very, very random place, but had so much fun there. What wrong assumptions do people make about you? Ooh, I think a lot of people think I'm dumb. And I understand why, because, like, I say slay a lot. And I'm, like, super bubbly and excitable when we first meet. But I think there is a lot more substance to me. And that's not just me being up myself. I'm like, I know I can have more in-depth conversations. I'm not just surface level. Um, so I think a lot of people think I'm dumb when we first meet just because when I'm first meeting somebody, I'm just quite like, ah, hi, you know, but there is more to me than that. I think a lot of people assume that. Um, I think a lot of people also, you know, I kind of touched on this last week. I've had a lot of people assume that like my life is just like wild and fun and perfect 100% of the time. Not perfect, but like everyone's like, you're thriving, you're thriving. Like, but everyone's got something going on at some point, um, which is completely normal. Everything's a facade to a degree online. And I feel like this podcast is where I keep it the most real. What else is an assumption about me? Um, oh, I don't know. Oh, that. Oh, okay. This is a good one. An assumption about me is that I will back down in terms of conflict and stuff I would just like I, I think people think that they can like kind of use and abuse me to a degree um or take advantage of me but I can I think I growing up I've like kind of learned to see straight through that and I will either like kind of flip the tables and be like uh 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 or I'll just kind of learn to cut that person off because I just don't condone that kind of behavior oh at this current point in time what are you most grateful for I'm going to say my friends and my family and like I know it's just like cliche being like friends family and having a roof over my head but yeah I feel like I've been a very like stable safe and secure time in my life and I'm really grateful for that and I'm grateful for like the support that I've had around me and I'm really grateful for the people who are in my life and I feel like the people who are here at this point in time are people who I want in my life for like the rest of my life. Um, yeah, just a really good quality friends. Yeah. Super grateful for my friends and my family. Yeah. Okay. Last question. Oh my God. In 30 seconds or less, why do I deserve a second date? Oh, hold on. Do I even time myself? Oh my God. No, you know what? I can't poll this on Instagram because imagine if everyone like just votes for me and at the end of all of the rounds, people only vote for me to date myself. That will hurt. No, I can't poll this, but I will say, I think I should date myself more and think deeply about things in my life. And what I'm grateful for and the experiences I've had whilst being single and be like, wow, these things are really great and just own it while I can before I get locked down again. Just kidding. But don't vote for me to come back on a second date because that ruins the whole purpose of season two. 
But let me know if you enjoyed this episode and this date with myself and if I should ask myself more dumb questions in the future. Um, Hopefully next week we have a date. If I keep getting stood up, uh, like now I'm so scared that this will just be a downward spiral of people just standing me up. So um, let's hope not. Let's also hope that I get over this cold so you guys don't have to listen to my annoying voice when I sound like this. I know it's not even like a hot sick, you know, like when somebody starts to lose their voice and it's like, oh, it's kind of sexy. No, it's like you sound delusional. Anyway, I love you guys. Thank you for sticking out this date with myself. Um, maybe you guys should message me your answers to the questions of this date. So it feels like I went on a date with somebody. That'd be nice. Um, follow us on Instagram and TikTok at hotmess underscore podcast. And fingers crossed we'll have a date next week. <laughs> Love ya. Bye.